0: Janet, the little sister. And I'm Jeff, her big brother. Welcome to Sibling Rivalry, a podcast about our favorite sport, baseball.
1: This week on Sibling Rivalry, we celebrate the life and legacy of Jackie Robinson.
0: On April 15, 1947, Jackie Robinson made his debut for the Brooklyn Dodgers, becoming the first African-American player in the modern era of Major League Baseball. But his story starts well before that.
1: Jack Roosevelt Robinson was born on Friday, January 31, 1919, in Cairo, Georgia. He was the youngest of five children, born to Mallie and Jerry Robinson. His father was a tenant farmer. When Jackie was six months old, his dad left to find work and never returned. When he was a year old, his mom packed up the kids and moved to Los Angeles. They were part of the great migration. Over six million blacks moved from the south to cities in Detroit, Chicago, Oakland, and Los Angeles. His mother moved to Pasadena because she felt they would have better opportunities. But Pasadena had its own Jim Crow laws. The city pool was whites only, except on Tuesdays, which was International Day, and anyone could swim. But the city promised its white citizens that the pool would be cleaned and drained after each International Day. His mother, Melly, bought a home at 121 Pepper Street in Pasadena. The neighbors weren't all that nice. They would call the cops if one of the Robinson kids were roller skating on the sidewalk. Jackie was part of the Pepper Street Gang. It was made up of black, Mexican, and Japanese kids. They would throw dirt clods at cars and just cause general mischief. During the Depression, Jackie's mother still had a job, but it was tough keeping food on the table. Some days they survived on bread and sugar water. By this time, Jackie was becoming quite an athlete. The kids at school would share their lunches with him if he would agree to be on their team during recess. Jackie attended John Muir High School. He played several sports at the varsity level and lettered in four of them in football, basketball, track, and baseball. He played shortstop and catcher. He was the quarterback for the football team, and he was a guard on the basketball team and in track and field, he won awards in the broad jump. He was also on the tennis team. In 1936, he won the Junior Boys Singles Championship in the annual Pacific Coast Negro Tennis Tournament and earned a place on the Pomona Annual Baseball Tournament All-Star Team, which included future Hall of Famers Ted Williams and Bob Lemon. Jackie attended Pasadena Junior College after high school, where he continued his athletic career, participating in basketball, football, baseball, and track. In 1938, he was named to the All-Southland Junior College Team for Baseball and was selected as the region's MVP. That same year, Robinson was one of 10 students named to the school's order of the Mast and Dagger for outstanding service to the school and whose scholastic and citizenship record is worthy of recognition. He was also elected to the Lancers. A student run police organization responsible for patrolling school activities.
2: Who's that walking around here? Mercy. sounds like baby patter, baby elephant patter, that's what I call it. Say, up in Harlem, at a table for two, there were four of us, me, your big feet, and you. From your ankle up, I'll say you sure are sweet. From that there down, there's just too much feet, yes, your feet's too big. Don't want you because your feet's too big. Can't use you because your feet's too big. I really hate you because your feet's too big. Yeah.
0: Jackie left Pasadena Junior College for UCLA in 1939.
1: You know, a Stanford alumni offered to pay his tuition if he went to a school that didn't play Sanford, but that didn't happen.
0: Now, in fact, Jackie went on to become the first athlete at the university to letter in four sports, football, basketball, track, and baseball. He was one of four black players on the 1939 Bruin football team, and that was during a time that very few black players played mainstream college football. In track, he won the long jump during the 1940 NCAA championships. And oddly enough, baseball was his worst sport. He played one season, had a batting average of just a little under a hundred. He did have two four for four games and stole home twice. Unfortunately, due to financial hardship, Jackie had to withdraw from school just a few credits shy of graduation. On the upside, while he was at UCLA, he met a lady named Rachel Isom. After leaving school, Jackie took a job to help out his mom and and the family as an assistant athletic director uh, of the government program National Youth Administration. When NYA ended in 1941, he headed to Honolulu and played for the Honolulu Bears, a semi-pro football team, on weekends, working construction during the week. After a short season, he left Hawaii just two days before the attack on Pearl Harbor. He was on a ship to L.A. to continue his football career when war was being declared, which derailed his football career. In 1942, Jackie was then drafted into the Army, assigned to a segregated unit at Fort Riley, Kansas. Having met the minimum requirements, he applied to Officers' Candidate School. His application was delayed due to his race. Eventually, through some pressure and help from Joe Lewis, the world champion heavyweight boxer, uh, who was also stay- stationed there at the time, and some other high-up individuals, he and others were accepted And he was commissioned as a second lieutenant in January of 1943. He and Rachel got engaged shortly thereafter. And Jackie was reassigned to Fort Hood, Texas, where an incident changed his path. Robinson boarded an Army unsegregated bus. However, the driver insisted he move to the rear of the bus. Jackie refused and put up a fuss. The driver eventually backed down. But at the end of the line, the driver summoned the military police to take him into custody. When Jackie confronted the duty officer about the racist questioning he received, the officer recommended court-martial. When his commander refused to authorize action, Jackie was transferred to a battalion where the commander consented to multiple charges, including public drunkenness. Jackie, of course, was a non-drinker. By August 1944, the charges had been trimmed down to just two counts of insubordination that were connected to his questioning by the MPs. During the court-martial, an all-white panel acquitted him. This action, though, prevented him from deployment and combat action. Months later, he was honorably discharged. While at Camp Breckenridge, Kentucky, his final Army assignment, he met a former player of the Kansas City Monarchs in the Negro League, who encouraged him to contact the team about a tryout. He did. In the meantime, Jackie took on the job of athletic director at Samuel Houston College, as well as basketball coach. It was early 1945 when the Monarchs offered him $400 a month to play pro baseball. Jackie took it. He played well, but was frustrated by the lack of structure, the disorganization of the organization, and the acceptance of gambling in and around the sport. He was appalled by how things ran. He was also putting a strain on his relationship with Rachel. He pursued any major league interest during the season that came up, including a tryout with other black players with the Red Sox. The tryout was a farce, however, as it was mainly set up to pacify a powerful city councilman. Only management were in the stands, yet Jackie was subjected to racial epithets, leaving him humiliated and angry. Jackie had proven himself over 47 games at shortstop for the Monarchs, batting 387 and appearing in the 1945 Negro League All-Star Game. And for the record, it was more than 14 years later in 1959 when the Red Sox became the last team to integrate its roster.
2: I never get much from moonlit skies. I never went back for fireflies. Now that the stars in your eyes are beginning to see the light, I never went in for afterglow.
1: The general manager of the Dodgers, Branch Rickey, had told his scouts to start looking for the best players from the Negro League. He sent one of his scouts, Clyde Sukforth, to see Jackie play. Clyde said, that there was determination written all over Jackie Robinson. In the winter of 1945, Jackie Robinson signed with the Dodgers. Branch Ricky had asked him if he had a girl. And Jackie replied, yes. Ricky said, I encourage you to marry her because she will help you get through this. On February 10, 1946, Rachel and Jackie were married in Los Angeles. They spent their honeymoon... As Rachel said, they never really had one. But if they had a honeymoon, it would be spent traveling to Florida so Jackie could participate in spring training with the Montreal Royals. Rachel was the only wife allowed at spring training. Jackie Robinson broke the minor league color line in 1946 with the Montreal Royals. During spring training with the Royals, there were a lot of teams... That didn't want to play in fact at one um, stop the sheriff showed up to the stadium I guess it was in the st. Paul when they were playing the st. Saint Paul Saints and the sheriff threatened to arrest the manager if Robinson played so he was benched that day there was also a time where the city owned the, the park and they said We can't play a game here today because we're having problems with the lights. The problem with that was it was a day game. Robinson shifted from shortstop to second base while playing for the Montreal Royals. And he led the International League that season with a .349 batting average and was named the league's MVP. He often faced hostility on the road, but the Montreal fans claimed him as their own. Jackie's presence on the field was huge for attendance. More than 1 million people went to games that Robinson played in during the 1946 season. In 1947, six days before the start of the season, Jackie was called up to the majors. Some of the Dodger players insinuated they would rather set out than play alongside Jackie. Dixie Walker, the Dodgers' right fielder, said he would start a petition not to play with Jackie. The petition never materialized, especially after Dodgers manager Leo DeRocher told the team, I do not care if the guy is yellow or black or has stripes like a zebra. I'm the manager of this team, and I say he plays. Players in the National League even discussed a strike. The teams voted. It was... 12 to 13 vote, the Pittsburgh Pirates were the only team to vote against a strike. National League President Ford Frick and the Baseball Commissioner Happy Chandler let it be known any striking players would be suspended. On April 15, 1947, Jackie made his major league
0: debut. He was 28. Just a few days after he makes his debut, he gets a gash in his leg by Enos Slaughter, who slid into him, spikes up. That was on April 22nd. So he'd only been up for seven days. Ben Chapman, the Phillies manager, and it's played out in the movie 42, just gives Jackie Robinson the business. It is just, it's appalling, all the things that he said, everything that he called him, all of the the racial slurs that we know he threw out there and more. Definitely not the city of brotherly love. No. Later, Branch Rickey said that Chapman did more than anybody to unite the Dodgers. When he poured out that string of unconscionable abuse, he solidified and unified 30 men.
1: Robinson finished the season playing 151 games, batting 297 with an on base percentage of 383 and a slugging average of 427. He led the league in sacrifice hits with 28 and stolen bases with 29. He won the inaugural Major League Rookie of the Year Award. Jackie's best season was 1949. He led the league in hits, batting average at 342, stolen bases at 37, and 124 RBIs. It also marked the first of six straight All-Star nominations. In 1952, at the age of 33, Robinson was diagnosed with diabetes and heart disease. He continued playing and he helped the Dodgers win the World Series in 1955, beating the Yankees. In 1956, the Dodgers traded him to the Giants. Soon after, Jackie Robinson retired from baseball. In his career from 1947 to 1956, he hit 137 home runs. He had a 311 batting average, 734 RBIs, and 197 stolen bases. By the end of the 1956 season, almost every roster had a black player on it.
2: Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. And there goes a line drive to left field. Swann is after it. He leaps the
0: Jackie Robinson continued to make history even after his retirement in January of 1957. Upon retirement, he became VP of personnel for Chock Full of Nuts Coffee Company, becoming the first Black person to serve as a VP for a major corporation. Between 1957 and 1972, he was involved in numerous ventures, including work with the NAACP, helping found Freedom National Bank, a Black-owned and operated bank serving Uh, as their first chairman and located in Harlem. In 1965, Jackie was an analyst for ABC's Game of the Week. In 1972, he was a part-time commentator for the Montreal Expo. He was also active in politics. He held conservative opinions on many issues. He considered himself to be politically independent. He supported Nixon versus Kennedy in 1960, but supported Humphrey versus Nixon in 1968. He had strong opinions on numerous issues, none stronger than civil rights and the advancements of minorities in baseball. Jackie made his final public appearance on October 15, 1972, throwing out the ceremonial first pitch before game two of the World Series in Cincinnati. He gratefully accepted a plaque honoring the 25th anniversary of his MLB debut. But he also commented, I'm going to be tremendously more pleased and more proud when I look at that third base coaching line one day and see a black face managing in baseball. His wish came true in 1974 when the Cleveland Indians hired Frank Robinson as their manager. He would, however, be sad to know that the number of black players in Major League Baseball has declined since the 1970s. Just days after his appearance at the World Series on October 24, 1972, Jackie Robinson died at his home in Connecticut. He was only 53 years old. He's buried in Brooklyn. Over 2,500 mourners came for his services while tens of thousands of people lined the procession route to pay their respects.
2: Today we must balance the tears of sorrow with the tears of joy. Mix the bitter with the sweet death and life. Jack as a figure in history was a rock in the water, creating concentric circles and ripples of new possibility. He was medicine, he was immunized by God from catching the diseases that he fought. The Lord's arms of protection enabled him to go through dangers seen and unseen and he had the capacity to wear glory with grace. Jackie's body was a temple of God, an instrument of peace. We would watch him disappear into nothingness and stand back as spectators and watch the suffering from afar. The mercy of God intercepted this process Tuesday. And permitted him to steal away home where referees are out of place and only the supreme judge of the universe speaks.
1: The sports reporter Wendell Smith, who spent a lot of time with Robinson, told Jackie. That his sacrifice would be worth it if it paved the way for black players in the major leagues. Jackie's breaking of the Keller barrier in baseball and his professional success led the way for broader changes and demonstrated that the fight for equality was more than a political matter. He did pave the way for players like Don Newcomb, Roy Campanella, Frank Robinson, Roberto Clemente, Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks, and Willie Mays, just to mention a few. Willie Mays has said, if Jackie Robinson can make it, I can make it. And he did.
2: If I pitch, can you catch? Will you hold the ball? When you step to the plate, will you swing and fall? If you play, you gotta know how it's done,
0: Jackie Robinson's historic path has led to many honors. In 1962, he became the first black player inducted into the Hall of Fame. He asked that they only consider his body of work on the field, nothing else. He was voted in on the first ballot. Inner Parkway, near his burial site, renamed the Jackie Robinson Parkway. In 1972, the Dodgers retired his number 42, along with Roy Campanella and Sandy Koufax's numbers. UCLA named their baseball stadium, Jackie Robinson Stadium. The city of Pasadena has a few monuments and memorials around town. In 1987, the Rookie of the Year Award for both the National League and American League were named after him as the first ever recipient. In 1997, his jersey was retired throughout Major League Baseball. In 2007, King Griffey Jr. asked Rachel Robinson, if he could wear 42 on April 15th uh, in honor of Jackie Robinson Day. She agreed to it, and now it has grown into a league-wide tribute. Starting in 2009, all players wear 42 on April 15th, Jackie Robinson Day. 2009, City Field, the New York Mets stadium, opens with a rotunda called the Jackie Robinson Rotunda. UCLA retired the number 42 across all their sports. In 2017, the Dodgers unveiled a statue of Jackie Robinson. He has been awarded the NAACP Spingarn Award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the Congressional Gold Medal, as well as being inducted into many halls of fame. Numerous buildings and parks, ball fields are named after him in California, Florida, New York, New Jersey, and Montreal.
2: Did you see Jackie Robinson hit that ball? Really hit it? Yes! And that ain't all. He's so old. Yeah, yes, yeah. Jackie's real gone.
1: The Jackie Robinson Foundation was founded by his wife, Rachel, in 1973. The foundation provides four-year scholarships to disadvantaged students of color. They also have mentoring and leadership programs. The combination of financial assistance and support services result in a near 100% college graduation rate. Supporters include Major League Baseball and the LA Dodgers. The Jackie Robinson Museum will be opening this year in New York.
0: You can uh, follow the Jackie Robinson Foundation on Twitter at JR Foundation or the museum on Twitter as well at JR Centennial. We'll post the website links on all of our social media platforms. Jackie Robinson told Hank Aaron, "The game of baseball is great, but the greatest thing is what you do after your career is over." What Jackie did is still being felt today.
2: We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great pitcher what's his name? Well we came But we just like to see the boys hit it deep. there's nothing like the view from the Chiefs.
0: we finish up today briefly looking at new ideas to get baseball back on the field the latest is having all the teams go back to their regular spring training homes whether it be grapefruit league in Florida or cactus league in Arizona and then they can start building divisions from the league there, eventually leading to a World Series of Cactus versus Grapefruit.
1: Right. In the, in the Grapefruit League, they'll have three divisions. In the north, they would have the Yankees, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates. In the south, it would be made up of the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Orioles. And the East would be the Nats, the Astros, the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Marlins. Looking at the Cactus League, they also would have three divisions with the Northeast Division being made up of the Cubs, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the A's. The West would be the Dodgers, White Sox, Reds, Indians, and Angels. And the Northwest Division would be the Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Royals. This setup also allows for the use of Major League Ballparks in Florida and in Arizona being the Diamondback. Yeah, Chase Field. In the Cactus League, it might be a little bit easier because they're all within an hour of each other. Florida... They're all over the place, so that might be a little bit tougher.
0: They do have two major league stadiums to use in Florida, versus True. just the one, so that could help. Well, and I've seen some some new details on that. We should probably wait till we can completely spend time and unpack it and really dive into it. Tony Larusa was asked uh, after he was briefed on the potential plan this plan that we've been talking about he said when you're trying to get really creative why say no now so you have a unique season i've got no problem with that that's it for this week's sibling rivalry baseball podcast
1: remember you can find us on facebook at sibling rivalry bb and on instagram at sibling rivalry bb
0: as well as twitter at sibling rivalry bb without the a Or our new email, show at siblingrivalrybb.com. That's show, S H O W, at siblingrivalrybb.com.
1: Join us next week as we dive into all the proposals and other harebrained ideas to bring baseball back.
0: And if we ever find Josh Fields, we'll ask him if he has his number 42 jersey.